1: odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network very interesting thank you very much gary appreciate it it is 6 35 on this friday morning third day of november 2023 I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. Getting closer and closer to Election Day. Tomorrow is the last day you can vote early. So if you want to avoid, I don't know, will there be crowds on Tuesday? Is that the kind of thing that you want to duck out on? you got a little bit of time to do that. Of course, we'll talk to a few more candidates uh, as this morning rolls on, but in this 6.30 half hour for the last um, month, coming up on one month since the attack on um, Israel, we've been privileged to talk to Jordana Miller, the ABC News correspondent in Jerusalem, and she is with us again this morning. Jordana, bring me up to date. Good afternoon to you.
0: Good afternoon. Well, the Israeli army now says that it has its troops have encircled Gaza City and that there's fierce fighting going on inside Gaza City, urban warfare. Uh, the Israeli army reporting they killed another uh, senior Hamas commander. Uh, and that they continue to work on destroying Hamas's tunnel network. Uh, you know, on inside Israel, looking north at the northern border with uh, Lebanon, there was a lot of activity uh, late last night over 12 rockets fired by Hezbollah and cells belonging to Hamas along that border. Israel responded, uh, firing on Hezbollah positions um, at least one Israeli soldier was wounded Not that. Uh, and then the big news, of course, today, Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, is here. He's in Tel Aviv meeting uh, right now as we speak with the Israeli prime minister and top defense officials in Israel's uh, equivalent of the Pentagon. Um, Blinken uh, will reportedly uh, ask Israel to consider pausing its military operations next week or a you know, in the next few days for, uh, a humanitarian pause, not a ceasefire, um, but a pause that would allow more aid to get into the Gaza Strip would allow, um, the hostages and dual, uh, passport, uh, holders to leave the Gaza Strip and even some of the seriously wounded to be transferred to hospitals in Egypt, uh, and other places. Uh, so far, um, you know, Israeli leaders from Netanyahu to his defense uh, minister, Yoav Gallant, they've been very adamant that the war is going and they're not going to stop until Hamas is uh, destroyed. Um, but certainly uh, these requests by Blinken and really from President Biden will, we I believe, impact uh, Israel's next moves. And we may see some kind of pause in the days to come.
1: You mentioned the the fighting, trying to eliminate the leadership, and I remember during the Iraq War. And this, and this sounds a little frivolous, but I think it's important to point out. Remember, they had decks of cards that the U.S. handed out with all of the leaders uh, who were associated with Saddam Hussein. Do you, if we were in Israel, would we know the names and faces of the Hamas leaders, or is it so? disconnected and and informal that you don't have that same leadership structure? I have no clue.
0: So the Israeli intelligence services have lists of Hamas members and pictures of their faces, Mm -hmm. many of them. Um, You know, even though Israel missed the huge and deadly attack that came on October 7th, Hamas was one of the places Israel had the best kind of human intel, whether it was its own people on the ground there mm-hmm. or uh, informants. So Israel has, you know, a lot of knowledge about who's there and who needs to go. Um, there, You know, at the very top, there's only two people that matter that are in the Gaza Strip. That's Mohammed Def, who runs the military wing of Hamas. Uh, and Yahya Sinwar, who is the political leader of Hamas, mm-hmm. um, you know, Israel has said it's going after both of those leaders um, because that would really um, cripple the organization. Um, but it's unclear where they are or if they're still in the Gaza Strip.
1: And presumably they'd be smart enough to continue to be under the radar and be, people would help them.
0: Right. They may be hiding in underground tum- tunnels. For example, yeah. the safest one is the network underneath Al-Shifa Hospital, which until that hospital is evacuated, um, you know, Israel's not going to bomb it. So right. that's one of the safest places. But I mean, who's to say they don't have some kind of tunnel that goes into Egyptian territory that they haven't been able to escape? Right. You know, it's, it's unclear.
1: Jordana Miller, live in Jerusalem this morning. We'll talk to you next week. Please stay safe over the weekend, Jordana. Thank you.
0: Let's hope for a quiet weekend, God, God yeah, willing.
1: Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the chance to talk to Jordana. Of course, I think I, I, I hope that those of you who are up in what used to be just a, uh, an a half hour that we talk about domestic issues and Virginia issues are finding this interesting. For me, it's been very interesting to get started in the morning with a live report from Jerusalem. It's the afternoon there, so we know where things are. I, I have appreciated it. Um, so I think we'll continue this. This could be a long, drawn-out situation here, so I don't want to uh, have Jordana on the hook for the next four months or something all the way through the holidays into next year. But um, I have appreciated hearing from her. And I don't want to drag her. When, when we talk to her, I like to get her perspective on what's happening in Israel and hear something that I wouldn't hear if I wasn't talking to somebody who's right there. But you know what we didn't talk about was, and this, this is another thing I hope you'll think about as you go to vote, the Democrat Party is filled with wackos, and the Democrats are incapable of getting rid of their own wackos. They just don't have the moral clarity to say, have a seat, madam, have a seat, sir, you don't have to, you, don't, you know, it's not a society. I don't want America to be a society where we drag people off and they just disappear into the bowels of some hospital someplace because they're clearly mentally ill. But there is a difference somewhere. There's a difference between that kind of society where someone, you know, if you're in Africa and the community that you live in decides that you're a liability or you're a homo like me. You know, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm just telling you the truth. If you if you cross the community in some parts of Africa, they will drag you out of your house. Somebody will drag you out of your house in the middle of the night and they'll beat you and they will put a rubber tire around your neck that's filled with gasoline and set you on fire. And that's how they eliminate the problem. Okay, that's the ugly reality of parts of Africa. Where I lived in the Middle East, if you became a liability in some communities, your door would get kicked in. You'd be thrown off the building. I'm not just talking about gay people. I'm talking about you know anybody who got to be uh, someone who was a problem. It's just an uncivilized way of life. So I don't want to. I don't want anybody to ever confuse what I'm talking about on the radio with proposing that we behave like that. We shouldn't behave like that. I'm trying to help us hold on to civilization. And one of the ways you do that is you don't listen to crazy people. People who have demonstrated by the way they present themselves and the history of their life that they are unstable individuals. You know, everybody's weird. I guess you could say Elon Musk is weird. I guess you could say some of these designers in New York are weird. Listen, if you're a designer in New York and you dress like a freak show, not my business. I don't care. Do what you want. I may or may not buy your clothes. Irrelevant. But when it comes to public policy, the way you present yourself is important because it shows that you're a serious person. This is one of the lessons that everybody needs to teach their kids. You can paint your hair pink. You can uh, go around with a mohawk. You can um, pierce your face in 10 different places. You can tat up your neck and your face if that's what you want to do. But it does say something about the choices you make. So what does this have to do with Israel is what you're thinking. How did John go from talking to Jordana in Israel to this? President Biden hosts an event in Minneapolis, it's a fundraiser, and of course it's filled with Democrats. And he is interrupted by a trans rabbi with a beard. So it's a woman, supposedly, you know, in Democrat land, fantasy land, lying land. This is a woman. It's not a woman. It's a guy with a beard. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a guy who's pretending to be a woman with a beard, so you can't even keep it straight. God, it's so frustrating. How have we entered into this into this society where this is even something we're talking about? I just can't believe it. And this person interrupts the president of the United States. Now, in a civilized society, the person would be escorted from the room, not thrown from the building, not burned alive, not beaten, but we're not, we're not going to listen to you. You're a crazy person. The way you're dressing, the way you're presenting yourself indicates that you're a nut. You have psychological problems, and we're not going to take direction from you, and you're certainly not going to be allowed to interrupt the President of the United States with your BS. But no, not in the Democrat Party. Not in the Democrat Party. We actually, the Democrat Party actually caters to this kind of wacko. So I, I, I just can't let that slide. I can't let that pass. Without pointing out to you, when you vote Democrat, you're inviting this kind of insanity into the real conversations that decide what kind of life you and your family are going to have. So, you know, it's a big difference between harming people and abusing people and showing complete hatred for people and also having some basic standards about who we allow to influence the conversation about what kind of life we're going to live. And I'm, I'm so sorry, but some sort of trans, wacko rabbi shouldn't even be in the room with the President of the United States. That's crazy. That's crazy. And the fact that this person's being given credibility, their opinion, who gives a damn what your opinion is? You need to go get your own head on straight. You're a wacko. And someone has to say this. I'm, so, I'm, a nice, I'm the nicest person in Virginia. Probably the nicest person in America. And the reason I'm saying these things is because everybody else refused to tell the truth. They refused to tell the truth. Somebody has to say it. We should not be listening to crazy people. Who, who show from the very beginning that they're crazy. Especially when it comes... To major decisions about foreign policy the the ironic thing is this trans rabbi who's advocating for a ceasefire against palestine if they were in palestine they'd already be dead that's the twisted sick irony is that they don't even know that they're advocating for people who would hate them so much they'd kill them just insane 648 we're back with more in a moment here on news radio wrva